try and see how you can put between, you know, six months to a year of savings aside, like the basic things, just to be able to, to give yourself a bit of breathing room while you build a business because it, it can have a lot of pressure. And when you have this financial pressure, you don't always make the right decisions in terms of business and it can add a lot of stress. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friends, I know you love discovering new podcasts as much as I do. That's why I wanted to start sharing some of my favorite shows that I have been binging on. Today, I wanted to let you know about Branding Gems, a podcast hosted by Peggy Bree. If you've been with me for a while, you know that Peggy was actually responsible for getting together 20 plus women, including myself, to write a marketing book called Branding Quickies. If you love to hear about marketing and branding advices, and if you've ever wondered what top three pieces of advice a successful women-founded business owner would share, tune in to brandinggems.com to find out. Branding Gems is a wisdom curation of amazing women from around the world where you'll gain different insights and perspectives from their business journeys and apply any of those tips to your own business. To make sure you check it out again, visit brandinggems.com to listen to Peggy's podcast. On this episode, I speak with Pascal, who is a remote coach and founder of Change Your Latitude, where she provides creativity and conscious coaching for unconventional entrepreneurs. In 2014, Pascal decided to design a location-independence lifestyle, looking for more flexibility and freedom. She quit her advertising job, started an online business, and sold her belongings to travel full-time. Today, she coaches her clients to step away from out dated ways of operating so they can build a mindful business that serves their conscious and creative living and allows them to do less and be more. So listen on to find out how Pascal has been able to become a successful remote coach. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to speak with my guest today, Pascal. Hey Pascal, how are you? Hi, I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk about you and how you've been doing. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, well, I am currently living in Montreal, but I've been traveling full-time for the past six years before all this situation happened. So I had a fully nomadic lifestyle and I was traveling full-time around Europe and pretty much everywhere. And I built my business around that. So I really wanted to have that freedom to be able to travel and to have an alternate lifestyle. And so I've designed my life and my business around that desire. How were you able to travel around the world and what type of business has allowed you to do that? Yeah, so I would say like I started my career in advertising because, well, at the time I thought it was the perfect mix between two of my passions, which were creativity and art and and business and marketing. And so I thought advertising would be the perfect blend between the two, but it ended up not being what I thought it would be. And at the time I was working 12 hours a day 
I was really hustling. I was drained and I really wanted to be able to travel full time, but I wasn't able to do so with that type of of career. And so I started looking around and seeing what I could actually do in my life or change in my life to be able to to create that uh, freedom-based lifestyle. And so for me, the first step was to become a freelancer. So I was actually doing the same kind of job. So in marketing and in advertising, but I was freelancing. And so I was working from home mostly. And eventually, well, I realized that I could do that pretty much anywhere in the world. And so I started traveling with this freelance marketing business for a few years. And eventually, well, that business experience led me to start other types of businesses. I had a vegan skincare line and I also owned a travel agency for a little while. So I had you know, experience in various industries with product-based businesses and service-based businesses. And so eventually that led me to what I'm doing now, which is coaching. And that's a, that's a very easy way for me to be able to travel because I pretty much just need my, my computer. I love that you tried so many different things before you landed on what you're doing now. Was there anything that you had to do in order to prepare to make all of these different changes that you are doing with your life and to make this more sustainable? Yeah, well, I thought that, you know, taking the leap between a full-time nine-to-five advertising job to starting my own business was a bit too much for me. So at that time, I really took it step by step. I wanted to be able to know first how to manage my schedule because when you don't have anyone else to tell you what to do and when to do it and, and you know, when to hand it by, like you, it can be a bit tricky to manage your own schedule and your time and be productive. So I wanted to learn on my own to, to, to know how to manage my own schedule at home. So freelancing was a great way for me to start with that, to, to just understand the basic stuff behind managing your own business without necessarily having the component of building and, and finding clients because I was mostly using platforms to get clients, but I still wanted to learn a few things, learn taxes and how to manage my own finances. And eventually when I learned all of these different things. And I was comfortable in doing so. I started looking into, well, what actually I wanted to do, which led me to starting this skincare line and eventually moving to a travel agency. But I I really wanted to make sure to know how to manage my finances, to know how to manage my time, my energy, know how to manage projects and clients before I would add like more things, which comes with entrepreneurship, if that makes sense. Yeah. We definitely all make that really real realization when we go into this, that there's so much more than just starting a business. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that are in the back and that you didn't anticipate. (laughs) So you talked a little bit about finances. How much did you actually save before setting off to travel the world and be location independent? And how were you able to budget to make your income last? Well, I would say that my plan was more to be able to travel while I would be uh, working as well. So I didn't necessarily save up, which wasn't necessarily a good idea. Looking back, I would say to, to 
try and see how you can put between, you know, six months to a year of savings aside, like the basic things, just to be able to, to give yourself a bit of breathing room while you build a business, because it, it can have a lot of pressure. And when you have this financial pressure, you don't always make the right decisions in terms of business, and it can add a lot of stress and a lot of of pressure to succeed and to reach some certain financial goals really fast. And when you work from that place, well, it can, like I said, it can be very easy to take the wrong decisions and to kind of drain yourself and burn yourself out. So having that, you know, six months maybe of savings aside, the basic stuff is, uh, I think it's enough to just help you make it a bit more manageable. What were some of the things that really helped you make this transition and to make your business work? Because it is a lot of struggle and figuring out. And I know that you tried a few different things before you finally settled on something. What were you doing to finally realize or to do something that actually stuck? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that by pivoting my businesses a few times, I eventually realized that it wasn't so much, you know, the knowledge about business or marketing or certain things like that, that was really important, but more the mindset behind it and some important skills that I needed to learn in order to be able to have a sustainable business and, and to, to also feel like a healthy entrepreneur, because it can be really easy to kind of want to chase tactics and strategies and learn more and more and more about certain subjects in, in business. But the more you do it, the more you realize it's not so much about that, but it's way more about the way you approach it and your mindset around business. Well, we all have that what now moment, Pascal, after we leave our either it's our nine to five or our regular life as you know, we we all think about it. What was yours like? What was your what now moment like after you finally took those steps to travel the world? Yes, it happened a few times, I would say. Um, but I always had this trust that it would work out. I would say also that I had my parents were both entrepreneurs, so I also had this reference for me that to see that it can work out. But I, I think I just built this trust within myself to know that even if I don't have a plan, even if I don't know exactly how it unfolds, I know that by trusting that every step that I'm taking with the information that I'm having is going to help me see more clearly what's the next step after that to be able to make the right decisions. Once you finally set off, once you started traveling, what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered even till today that has really stopped you in your tracks and how did you pivot from that? So while traveling, I would say that it was to just find myself back in a sense because you're really on your own pretty much and you're you're kind of creating a new life for yourself so it's it's kind of an unsettling to be uh, to be traveling full time and to to be on your own and to have to find a new community and then eventually having to leave that community behind and creating a new one so it's it's a lot of of goodbyes it's a lot of relationships that you create and it helps you see a few things in life in a, in a different light, you know, relationships or a lot of things that you thought they were a certain way, but they're completely different and it sheds a, a different light on, on what those are. 
And when you are in different places, and I know you have to say goodbyes to a lot of the people that you care about. So when you're on the road, how do you make sure you create a community? Because it can get really lonely. Absolutely. I think it's very important to, whenever you know that you're going to move to a certain place, what I personally do, and it helps me, is to kind of create that relationship before I get there. So either I find some meetup groups or some Facebook groups where I can find a community of expats or nomads, wherever I'm going, there's a lot of communities out there and they're usually very open-minded and very welcoming. So I make sure to kind of try to build that communication and that connection before I get there. And I just, you know, put myself out there whenever I, I get to that place to make sure that I start creating those relationships because I would say that my first experience, I didn't necessarily do that. And you kind of expect that you're going to make friends, which you are going to be making friends, but it's it's not the same because people there, the locals are not necessarily looking to make friends. They have their own life. And so I think it's easier to create that connection with people that are just living the same kind of lifestyle which is why I think expats groups or nomads groups are a great way to, to make those connections. Yeah, it's really interesting how there's so many expat groups. But I do have to say that taking that extra step to actually learn the people that are from that country and to learn the culture is also really important as well, because if you think about it, there are a lot of expats, but then if we just stay in that group, then that's the only thing we're going to learn. And you'd be surprised how many locals are really interested in foreigners and their language and maybe even swap languages. It's happened a lot. And to me personally, whenever I go to a different country and I meet new people, especially in the culture, how welcoming they can be as well. So there's definitely so many options for you to have if you want to create a community, whether it's expats or for people who are in that community or in that culture, which is, which is also really important. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I would say that most of the friends that I made are locals, but I find it's, it might be in some cases for people that are new to this new lifestyle, it's an easier transition to kind of start making friends, but it's extremely important to, you know, immerse yourself in the culture, learn the language that that's really, really important and start being curious about the culture because you're traveling for a reason, which means that it's very important to immerse yourself in the culture as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you may as well just stay in your own neighborhood, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so since the lockdown, all of these things started happening to all of the expats, all of the digital nomads, location independent entrepreneurs, it kind of put a lot of damper on what's in your lifestyle, right? You can't really travel as much or there's a lot of restrictions. How has this affected you and your lifestyle? And what have you been doing to kind of go around it or even trying to, because we get really itchy, right? When you're in this type mm -hmm. of place in your life where you constantly want to travel, meet new people, go to different places. This is obviously really you know, it stops you. <laughs> so what have you been doing? Is there anything that you've been doing that have changed? And how did you pivot? Yeah, it was it was really tricky. I actually I was about to move to Bali the night before 
I canceled my flight because of COVID. So I had packed up everything. I had kind of changed my life, sold my car and rented my own space in Montreal, was getting ready to move across the globe. And I decided to just cancel everything because at the time it didn't really look good. And I, I'm glad I did. But it was, a, it was a tricky year on my end because I had rented my, my own place and I had to move around in my own city, you know. But eventually I... I got back to my own place and what I'm doing now is I'm kind of preparing the space to be super Airbnb friendly in the hopes of traveling again uh, pretty soon. That's another kind of passive income stream, if you will. I'm kind of focusing my energy on making that, that space super friendly for um, people that are traveling to Montreal so that when I'm ready to move again, then... I have this space ready for it. But I would say that I've been spending a lot of time this summer to travel around my own uh, province here, which I hadn't done before. And that's pretty crazy. And a lot of people that I talk to, we kind of go everywhere, you know, in the world. We travel the world, but we don't know a lot about our own country, our own province, our own, you know, local community. So I spent a lot of time this summer going around and I was quite surprised of the landscapes that we have here. And I've been spending a lot of great time outdoors, uh, just doing hiking and things like that. So to just get off the, the fact that I couldn't really travel off my mind, it's been, it's been quite, uh, yeah, tricky. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I have been doing the same things. I think I've really been super appreciative of just what I can do locally and around the neighborhoods. And I mean, I love just hiking and going to new places around the area. So that has really been what I've been doing. So yeah, I mean, it's really great to be able to see so many things locally. And even though there's a lockdown and we can't really go too far, I've been really having fun just trying to see new local gems, as they say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about, you know, being a full-time traveler is that you create those relationships with people all over the world. So I've also been spending time, you know, being on Skype with people all over the world. And, and it kind of made me travel in some way. When you are working on the go, when you are talking to your clients via online, how have you been able to make that work? Because a lot of online entrepreneurs still have a hard time getting it around their head, how they can make sure that their communication with their clients are really efficient and effective. Are there some tips that you can give us to make it work? Yeah, absolutely. Well, communication is really, really important. And I think that there are so many different uh, tools that you can implement in your business to make sure that you create that that strong relationship because when you're you don't have this in person connection um, you have to make sure that you build that strong bond with them so I would say well it depends on the type of business that that you have but it's really important to have maybe that space to have a weekly status for example where you just jump on a you know, 20 minute call every Monday at, at a certain time, just to make sure that the client is reassured in some way, because I know that for us, well, I remember that back then when I was freelancing, I was wondering if my client felt reassured or safe or was wondering if I was actually working, which I was, but you know mm -hmm. how it can be. Um, and I think just implementing those 
weekly statuses or maybe it's just an email at the end of the day to let them know where you're at with the project and what needs to be done the next day. Well, it depends on the business that you have, but just having those, you know, this, those check-in points to make sure that you both know where you're at on the project, what needs to be done, what's the role of each person and having those, uh, those touch points is really, really important. Yeah, I think that is the key to all of this is making sure that you're communicating where you are at the project, because that's one of the biggest things that I hate when uh, either it's a client or something, someone that I'm working with just doesn't communicate or doesn't answer when you email them or message them. That's a big no, no. So you definitely need to keep up with the communication when, when you're working with somebody that you can't see face to face. Yeah, exactly. And you're a business owner, so you have to own the project and kind of create some tools for both you and, and the client to, to know where each one is at with the project and know what you should expect and when to do it by so that you're, you know, on the same page and create those tools is, is a really great way to do so. What are some of the best resources that you've used, Pascal, that has helped you make your business more efficient? It's going to be weird as an answer, but it's nothing that is related to business. I would say what has helped me the most is mindset work, inner child work, a lot of work around limiting beliefs. Uh, I took some courses. I had a spiritual teacher for a couple of months that really helped me just overcome a few beliefs that I had about myself and about, you know, what's possible for me in business and to kind of unlock that to be able to take the right action steps because sometimes we can prevent ourselves to create certain results in our businesses because we're not taking the right action steps and we're not doing so because we believe certain beliefs about ourselves. So I would say that what has helped me the most is really mindset work, inner child work, things like that, and not so much business. We are our own worst enemy and yeah. everything that we tell ourselves in our head is actually worse than what most people are talking about us. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> that is something that we all need to do, especially during these times. So I can go with that, Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> so let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Such a great question. I think I want to be remembered for someone who helped uh, creative minds really be able to spend time creating. And what I mean by that is that I see a lot of creative entrepreneurs out there struggling with business stuff and, and thinking that they cannot succeed and they cannot make money and make the impact that they want to make because they are in a creative field, which I think is not true. And so part of my work is to help those creative minds be able to manage their business in a very, very simple way and really focus on what's essential so that they can create that space to be creative and do the work that they want to do. That's a big part of the work that I'm doing. And I want to be able to change perspectives on a few topics about business and about the traditional way of living. Yeah, that's mostly what I want to do. How about you? That's a great way to do it, right? I feel like with me, I'm always changing every year. There's always something new right. that I want to make an impact in. But really, 
the one thing that never changes is just to help as many people as I can to create yeah. a freedom lifestyle. I feel the same. Yeah. I feel like our how changes a lot, but when we're really clear on why we're doing it and, and what is the big goal that we're trying to reach, then the, the different ways of doing it can change. You know, creativity is a huge value of mine. And so I want to make more space for it. But I think, like you said, the way I do it is going to change a few times. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think we mm -hmm. become different as we get older, our priorities shift. But for the most part, we most of us, you know, most entrepreneurs just want to help other people. It's still the same. But the way, like you said, the way we do it can become different, which is it's not bad because you're learning as you go. And sometimes you realize what you want to do and what you don't want to do in the process. Yeah. And I think if you get too attached to how it looks like or, or how you do it, eventually you can, it can prevent you from actually doing what you're supposed to do, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It definitely makes a lot of sense. And that's why I think we beat ourselves up when we don't see the exact results <laughs> that yeah, exactly. we want. But at the end of the day, I think it's more enjoying your process and how you're getting there and learning from it. That's really the most important. I agree. hundred <laughs> percent. So when you are trying to figure out where you're going to settle, how do you find the right place? Because there's so many spots in the world, even now, even if you can't leave Canada yet, there's still a lot of places that you can go to in your country, right? How do you make sure that you find the right place? Is there like a checklist that you have for each of the place that you go to that they need to have? Otherwise, you don't go. <laughs> That's a great question. I would say that I can be a bit of a, a different uh, digital nomad. I'm more of a slow traveler. And I really make sure to kind of follow the energy I'm in. <laughs> so I don't know if this is too woo-woo for now, but <laughs> I kind of make sure that I am really intentional about the energy that I want to bring into the next, let's say, three to six months. So let's say I'm working on something, I'm working on a creating a course and I need to be very focused and I need to be surrounded by a bit more peace and calm and something that's more inspiring. Then I think those criteria become very important in the choice of city or the choice of country that I make. But it's It's not necessarily the same criteria every time. It really depends on what type of energy I'm in and what's the goal I'm trying to reach. Because if, let's say, I want to I write a book and I need to be super focused and I don't need to, like I want to be very peaceful, then going into a very noisy city might not be the right choice, even if it's a super active and creative city. So I just make sure that my intention for the next six months aligns with the qualities of the place that I'm going to choose. Yeah, I think going back to you're changing constantly. So whatever you're feeling like at that time is really going to push you in the direction that you need to go. And that's really great mm -hmm. way to do it because you're trusting your instincts, you're trusting yourself. And again, you don't have a set schedule. And that's really what I love about this lifestyle is we have the freedom to do that. Yeah, it's it's a big part of why I chose to do that. I didn't really see how it would make sense to be 
always the same person with the same level of energy every day in a nine to five job. And I wanted to make sure that I could kind of work around my own productivity schedule, which might not be nine to five. Uh, and so I apply the same logic to to traveling and making sure that I choose the right setting for the the intention or the goal that I'm trying to reach. And it doesn't get boring when you do it like yeah. that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a surprise. <laughs> because sometimes when you have like a checklist of things, you're you end up in similar places in a lot of ways and yes. similar people go there. So when you kind of switch it up, you're not going to have exactly. the same experiences, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah. And when you have this traveler's mind, you are all about, you know, being very open-minded and being all about exploring and discovering and, and, you know, trying new things out. So if you always go to the same places with the same criteria, then it's, it's not really traveling at some point. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like I said, you may as well just stay home. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So what are you working on currently that is really exciting to you? I have just launched a new course, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I've been wanting to launch this course for a little while. I used to just offer one-to-one coaching, but now I have this new course. I'm super excited about it. And uh, I've spent the whole summer on it, which was kind of a great thing that I didn't, you know, travel a lot because I could really focus on on launching this course. I'm super excited about it. And yeah, well, I've been working a lot on this course. So now I'm just really excited. I'm I'm in the launch process. So it's really cool. That's exciting. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? And of course, when you launch your new course, where should they go? Of course. Well, they can find more information about my coaching on changeyourlatitude.co. I also have a podcast. Uh, the name is also Change Your Latitude. And the course that I'm about to launch is called Insight and Impact. It's a course on market research, and it also has a private coaching component. So I really walk you step by step with the market research process, and I make sure that you implement everything you're learning through that process in your business. Yeah, and you can also find me on Instagram at Pascal Coté, but I'm sure I'll You'll leave the the links in the show notes with my French name. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to look at all of that and also make sure you all go to theoffbeatlife.com because we're going to have the extended interview with Pascal because she's going to talk about the importance of market research when you guys are building your own online business. So that's going to be really exciting. Thank you so much, Pascal, for being here with us today. I am so Happy that you were able to share your journey with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Pascal. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares the importance of market research when starting an online business. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. 
Hey, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode, and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.